Welcome to Disco Coolia Headlines Weekly, a podcast where we share news, information, resources, tips and tricks about Disco Coolia. You can subscribe to this podcast via iTunes and then search for Disco Coolia Headlines. You can also find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com and then click on the podcast page. About Disco Coolia, how to get a real ADHD diagnosis, math language in preschool, young children learn math the way they do language, and move to remember. This is our podcast for week 20, 2021, uh, 22. <laughs> and we welcome Dr. Schroeder, the founder of Disco Kuya Services, to help us review the links for this week. Welcome, Dr. Schroeder. Well, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. We have wonderful links, like all the weeks. Uh, some are short, some are lengthy. Um, let's go over the first, now the first one. Okay, that's interesting. It's about, about Descoculia. What about it? What yeah, about you it? didn't expect that no, from me, no, right? No, 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 This well, is totally new for me. Actually, this is a video uh, from the BBC where they talk about the working definition that the people in Scotland uh, have proposed. Leave and it to the Scots. Absolutely. Um, and we have talked about that already. Well, they interview Rob Jennings from the Discoculia Network, a group that advocates strongly to get Discoculia more known. And it's absolutely refreshing to see how this is already uh, on uh, national TV in the UK. Wonderful item. And they also interview a, a young lady with Discoculia who is so happy that she got the diagnosis and um, can share that with other people. It made it easier for her to ask for help and uh, she said yeah for instance what i need help with is the timetables for public transport i get completely confused with that (laughs) and uh she um remembers one time she gave a tip and she was all confused with the zeros and the decimal dots and actually she tipped a hundred percent (laughs) very generous generous. so yeah and 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 she um uh, characterizes it as well I learned hard she's a musician now and she there's obviously a lot of counting in there and she said well I went to all those lessons and um, I thought I got it when I was in the lesson but overnight um, all what she learned seemed to be wiped away and that is such a great characteristic right well it, I think it is exactly for these kind of folks that you created your new uh, video series uh, on mattinreallife.org, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. especially yeah. it triggered it when you said uh, about giving the tip uh, because one of those videos actually deals with how do you give a tip? How do you actually manage that? Okay, good, good, good. Well, the, uh, the next link is about how to get a real ADHD diagnosis. Don't you just go to the local psychologist and say, hey, do me one? Well, yes and no. The diagnosis, just like the diagnosis for dyscochilia, is not that easy to make. Uh, because there is no easy, like like a blood test or something, uh, you can take for it. And, and also, as they say, ADHD rarely travels alone. So there's a lot of overlap that makes it uh, harder. Now, okay. this posting actually links to an article in the well-known ADD Attitude magazine. And um, they know there's a lot of very good information on that website, but this specific link says uh, that the boundaries of ADHD are fuzzy and clinician judgment plays a big role. 
So adding to the difficulty is uh, the fact that there is little formal training on ADHD in medical school. Okay. And I can contest to that, right. having been in medical school. Well, most professionals do not have sufficient information about how to assess ADHD and treat it. But still, the best is to start with your family doctor. So at least you can rule out, for instance, uh, low iron levels. Anemia can, can mimic those symptoms okay. and also um, issues with your thyroid uh, hormone. So okay. that needs to be checked. Okay, so that would be the first step. And then what, what do you do next? Well, the next step uh, should be consultation with an expert from your local uh, chat.org, chat group. So And they should have a lengthy conversation and ask many questions. Those are like the specialists, right? Absolutely. So, for instance, the DSM-5 gives a checklist and recognizes two types of ADHD, the inattention type and the predominantly hyperactivity impulsivity. Now, each with a list of nine symptoms that a person with ADHD may exhibit. But you expect that already not everybody has exactly that no, same not. list. <laughs> it is oh um, oh an indication but. Definitely, those nine right. things need to be checked. Now, there have been machines that are able, uh, using EEG, okay. to discover ADHD. Um, however, that is also challenged by many experts, if that is really a, a clean-cut diagnosis. Then you have some computerized tests and surveys. So, as a survey... Uh, we used the uh, NICHQ, so the National Institute of Child Health Questionnaire. It's called the Vanderbilt Assessment Scale. Uh, some others used the TOVA test or the quotient ADHD test, which is actually a high-tech version of a continuous performance task. Okay. Um, there are psychological tests that have been around for decades, uh, you may even uh, include the Wisconsin card sorting test, where you uh, need to keep um, following rules till they all of a sudden change, <laughs> and you need to notice okay. that. So bottom line is that there is not an easy, reliable diagnosis for ADHD, and you really need to be careful not to jump to conclusions and grab the medication you get offered before you really know uh, what is going on. Well, that's very good advice. That's absolutely good advice. Now, our next link is about math language in preschool. What can we learn there? Well, this link uh, goes to uh, Educational Research Review, and it's an article by uh, Elul Turan and Berthe Smit from uh, Belgium. It's a literature overview where they look at math language and math abilities, that combination, and... They look about at um, words about numbers, obviously, but also operations, the connection between the numbers, and in terms uh, that are not exactly number-related, but are still very important for math, such as uh, fewer, middle, largest, and those type of things. Okay. And this research actually shows that children's understanding of that mathematical language uh, is important for their mathematical development already in preschool. So make sure they know 
what is more and less and few and most and large and small, etc. Because preschoolers are exposed to mathematical language from teachers, but also at home uh, yeah. from their parents. And both are important uh, contributors to their later math performance. Now, that mathematical language can be effectively stimulated already in preschool and just provide opportunities um, so that they get in contact with these words. And there are really wonderful storybooks that have these um, terms like more and less and few and most, uh, but also behind and before and under. And when you want to read to a child, why not just take the advantage of these books and Um, create a learning opportunity that also stimulates their later math achievement. And books which have some numbers and pictures where they can count uh, trees and birds. I think even around the dinner table, uh, you know, when you're handing out the mac and cheese, you can say, your little sister has mac and cheese, you will get some more because you're a bigger boy. You get more mac and cheese. She has fewer mac and cheese, something like that. Anything, anything, yeah. <laughs> Laying the table with how many uh, spoons and, and right. knives do you need and why do you need more spoons? Well, maybe you also need a spoon for dessert, things okay. like that. Okay, okay. well, our next link uh, says, and, and it, it continues to go about the young children, that they learn math like they do language. So I was thinking, that, so that, does that mean it comes like natural? Kind of. Um, children are, are logical creatures and, and more logical than you, than you probably expect or notice. Now, most of their learning is cultural. Those. That is to say, children learn language from repeated exposure, not from a dictionary. If you want children that have a large vocabulary, you'll need to use lots of different words around them. Keep talking. If you want children who read, you'll need to read with them and to be seen reading by them. This will not come as a surprise to anyone because right. this is what uh, preschool and uh, elementary example. school teachers yep. uh, tell on every um, parent-teacher conference. Right. Please read to right. your children, yep. etc. And Been make there, heard that. Yes. yes. Now it's the same for math. Children learn about uh, multi-digit numbers through the experiences they have. For instance, an address, a bus route, uh, prices with dollars and, and pennies, and, okay. and many more, the, the house numbers in the street. Um, they all contribute to children's understanding. Let's say 345 is greater than or more than 78 things or whatever they're looking at. So um, we can also support children's math learning by giving them more opportunities to play with math objects. And this link uh, shows you a number of great pictures of how you can bring that uh, math object in the life of children and it don't have to be expensive. So just like with language, it's all about the exposure. Without starting actual lessons, just Exposure in the right context will work fine. That's great. Absolutely. Well, it already brings us to the last link for the week. That link says, move to remember. What's that method? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is uh, from the 
Hechinger, or Hechinger uh, report. It's okay. uh, <laughs> a non-profit organization that uh, distributes uh, information uh, about education, uh, KQED. And they say here uh, how seeing and using gestures make ideas more memorable, both in math and in language. And the research was done by Susan Wagner uh, Cook in, in Iowa. Okay. So basically it's around um, making ideas visual through gestures. Um, and we all know that if you do something, you'll probably remember better how to do it when you have done it yourself than just reading about it or seeing somebody else do it. And my dear listeners, you should really see Dr. Schroeder. She's gesturing extensively with her hands now. We, we need to turn this into a video podcast so <laughs> the, the listeners can actually see you making all those gestures, Doc. Okay, well, like, likewise... When you need to learn something, when you make more, make it more active, it will activate more brain cells. Okay. And therefore yeah. have a more profound impact. So in class, you can actually do this by, um, for instance, uh, jump or uh, walk on a line. Um, the picture on the website shows the little kids who have so-called... Uh, bunny ears and in the bunny ears they show numbers with their fingers without looking at their fingers but actually doing it okay so and as a, as a math teacher for instance uh if you want to show the equal sign what you do is very often um weighing as if you have a balance with your two hands it needs to be the same on on both sides um and later the teacher can work uh, with their arms if you want to indicate that you need to have a total, there's a big round movement okay. that kind of okay. encompasses all the numbers that you have just mentioned. And um, children instinctively pick this uh, up. So it all helps children to get some more brain cells activated and, and better memory stored and they also mention here uh, Embrace. Embracing is a new app where kids move things around to help them uh, learn English. It's, it's a tablet um, app uh, for um, ELL, English uh, language learner. And um, sometimes if children read a long sentence, they sound out those words, but they kind of not get the action and right. now in here for instance uh, the example was with a little um, farm and barn um, barnyard animals that they could move well while they were reading out that sentence and that is um, helping them to understand the story but also to remember new vocabulary okay well it's amazing uh, it's, a, it's a good uh, recommendation moving to remember well, thank you, Dr. Schroeder. Those were all the links for this week. Thank you for your insights and your explanations. We hope to see you back next week. Uh, Dr. Schroeder, the founder of Discoculia Services, obviously. You can follow her everywhere on the interwebs, but mainly at her website where she has her online Discoculia Tutor training. Her online Discoculia Tutor training is self-paced. 
and this is about the time at the start of the long summer vacation that teachers should jump on that opportunity and take that training. You could be Discoculia certified by early in the next school year if you set your mind to it. It's not rocket science, it needs dedication. You already have that, otherwise, you would not be a teacher. Discoculia Headlines Weekly is a production from DiscoculiaHeadlines.com. You can find us on the web at DiscoculiaHeadlines.com and we are on Twitter at DiscoculiaHead. You can also find us on Facebook, we have a board on Pinterest and on Flipboard. Search for Discoculia Headlines or follow the links on our webpage. You can send your questions, comments and contributions to communications at DiscoculiaHeadlines.com and we may even discuss it in one of our upcoming podcasts. We hope this was useful for you and until next week, you can count on us.